the grinding of the push and pull <laughs> talk about a voice eh? this guy uh, has from uh, the same band that I used in last week's podcast um, push and pull by July talk hey everyone hope all is well with you I'm Lydia from love on the run and I just got in from a nice cross-country ski run Wow, such a bright and beautiful sunny day. I'm telling you, winter just doesn't get any better than this. The birds are out there chirping, and I guess spring is just around the corner now. Um, I hope you're choosing to enjoy your winter too, because, I mean, I think this is the best way to get over the winter blues by far. There's so much to do out there, skiing, skating, snowshoeing, tubing, or just plain walking, especially if you have a dog. Oh, I wish I had a dog. <laughs> I so miss doing so with my dear Lottie. We used to walk twice a day, every day. Well, hopefully it won't be too long before we get another puppy, so stay tuned on that one. <laughs> okay. So as promised from last time, today we are taking a look at, or continuing to take a look at, relational mindfulness, which really means staying connected as a couple. Now, I know that's not always easy to do, but it's really very important if we're going to feel happy together as a couple, right, in a mutual kind of way. And uh, last time we looked at the push and pull of relationships, um, hence why we are continuing with this song by July Talk. And um, what is commonly known as the pursuer-distancer pattern, remember last time I spoke about the traits of the typical dance between husband and wife being the wife seeking or pursuing emotional connection from a distancing or withdrawn husband. Yeah, this is the um, what we call the classic dynamic reported by husbands and wives. I know it sounds cliche, but to be honest, it's quite common in couples from where I sit from anyway. Um, so please do go back to that last episode so you can better appreciate this episode. And I think it'll also allow you to, to check out and see where you usually find yourself in this dance pattern, either as the pursuer or the distancer. 
Uh, and the thing to keep in mind is the pursuing and the distancing takes place whenever there's a threat of conflict or feelings of disconnection or misunderstandings between us as partners, okay? This is where the pattern emerges during those times. So a good question uh, to ask yourself is when you feel stressed out with each other, or you can't seem to uh, get on the same page. What is your tendency? Um, how do you behave? Is your tendency to lean in? That means pursue and try to solve the problem. Or do you tend to shut down, withdraw, distance, and wait until the storm blows over? So do you tend to pursue or do you tend to withdraw? Uh, go back and listen to that episode. I, I think it can really help you identify whether your pattern is uh, mostly pursuing or withdrawing. There's some really good traits and examples offered there. Uh, but most importantly, it may also help you put a stop to something that you can, you know, um, really wield against one another in your relationship, potentially hurt, even destroy your relationship. So uh, it's important to look at this pattern. And because, you know, in my field, this pattern is actually a common reason for divorce. Therapists hear and deal with this all the time. So go ahead. It's worth checking out. Um, what's that saying again? I think an ounce of prevention, yeah, is worth a pound of cure. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> okay, so an important point to keep in mind and what I'd like to actually repeat from last time is that it's really important to understand what most couples overlook when it comes to conflict and this kind of push and pull dynamic, okay, this pursuing distancer thing. So whether you're the pursuer or the distancer, it's through this very pattern where both people experience the feelings of rejection or uh, unlovability and they continue to resort to the pattern for this need to control the situation so as not to feel rejected or unloved together. So let me repeat that, okay? okay. It's really important to understand that um, it's this dynamic between the couple, whether you're the pursuer or the distancer, okay? Within this pattern, you will both emerge with feelings of rejection, feeling unlovable, okay? And this need to control the situation so as not to feel so unlovable or to feel rejected by each other, and this is how the pattern surfaces, okay? It's the pattern of emotional reactivity that's the problem and not the people, okay? So although the behavior can appear to look different between the two people, whereas one is going on the attack while the other one is withdrawing or shutting down, the feelings being experienced, in fact, are often the same. Both are feeling alone, or uncared about, or unloved, and very often controlled by each other. And it's this which needs to be highlighted through the conversation together, okay? First of all, when it comes to conversations, being able to talk about this in a soft, gentle way, okay, is really conducive to being understood. Man, this can be so powerful. It can actually break the pursue 
distancing, the pursuer withdrawer, pursuer distance are the same thing, that pattern for good and actually replace it with a habit that's actually more supportive and loving and nurturing between you. Uh, and most importantly, to leave you with the message that you each feel important to the other, okay? But how do we do that? Well, first of all, be very mindful that you have to do it in a soft, gentle-like way, okay? How can you start having these conversations, okay? Well, first, you have to... My God, I think foremost, you have to be mindful that this is a conversation that needs to be kind of thought through. You really need to think things through, first of all. You each need to step back a bit, assess the situation, and take responsibility for your own half of the equation. This is what we call responsibility and accountability. So slow down and think. Okay, what do I want here? Uh, what does my partner want? What does my partner need? What do I need? Your conversation needs to generate this type of discussion, which really allows you to tap into your deeper underlying needs while recognizing your partners too. It's as simple as that. I know it starts, it's complicated, but it's simple. You have to think, how is it that we can meet each other's needs? Now, when I work with couples, often couples have conversations about stuff like sex, money, or parenting, and not only do they have conversations, but they have, you know, fights, arguments about stuff like sex, money, and parenting. And that's what they think that they're arguing about. And um, But what they fail to acknowledge is the feeling of disconnection that they really feel around these topic areas, around these conflicts with each other. So that's the thing that they're really arguing about. It's not the stuff around the sex, money, or parenting. It's the, oh my God, we don't see eye to eye. We are, we're miles apart. Um, we don't care about how the other one is feeling. Okay? So if, for example, let's say... Uh, I don't know, um, let's say you feel lately that all your partner does is work, work, and work. And um, instead of pursuing your partner with a harsh startup, like, you don't care about us anymore, all you care about is work, I'm so fed up, you're gone all the time, we never see each other anymore. Well, a softer approach, okay, would definitely be better because I don't need to tell you that conversations like these only lead to either more defensiveness, more stonewalling, you know, there's no redeeming value in harshness or criticisms. So if we as pursuers place our energy on attacking or criticizing our partner, well, just think of it, it's never going to serve you. It doesn't serve us, okay? We're not going to get our needs met. Our needs never get met this way, in fact. It only will create more defensiveness or a more shutdown. You know, this never keeps us in partnership, right? So the first thing to understand is that whenever we couples go through conflict, we need to reconnect by showing that we still care. And it's also a sign of maturity, you know? <laughs> Each of us, whether we are the pursuer or the distancer needs to eventually be able to convey the message that 
I need to know that you value my opinion, that you value and respect me, that you care about me and you're here for me. We need to remember that the person we are speaking to is somebody we love and want to make things better with. And the best way to do so is to first begin the conversation by reminding each other what you still mean to one another. Okay? Oftentimes we just take this for granted. And it's a real big mistake most of us in our relationships do. Okay? But you each need to be reminded by the other what you still mean to one another. It's really important. Or that your partner's opinion matters. Or that you still care. You know, or you won't be going anywhere. So you need to feel that kind of safety and security in your relationship, right? You know, and when we engage in conversations starting out this way, it's what we in my biz call uh, beginning a conversation with an underlying positive. It's actually about going into a discussion with faith and trust. That is the, the undercurrent with an underlying positive. Um, it's beginning the conversation in a safe and a secure way by stating something along the lines of, you know how much I love you, or you know how much our relationship means to me, or I love you very much, or one thing I admire about you, or us is this, this, and that. And then you can introduce the but, however, because you know there is going to be a but or a however, because the but here is the specific point that needs to be addressed, that needs the attention between you, right? So this is the part which needs to be faced in your couple life. But you first need to show that you care about each other's welfare. This is really mandatory. I cannot express this enough. And you know what? By just stating something positively and softly at the beginning part of your conversation that deals with the conflict, well, you start changing the negative pattern. You really do. So in keeping, let's say, with that example of missing your partner because they seem to be working a lot more than usual, etc., um, instead of pursuing them by criticizing or putting them down, okay, a more gentle and softer approach, okay, will not only get you more of what you need, but it can actually invite more empathy and support and help from your partner whose tendency was to withdraw more. Uh, because remember, withdrawers, distancers tend to feel more pushed and overwhelmed and less open for discussion. But a soft startup can actually invite, change things around and invite them back in. So, um, but one thing I want you to know is that as a pursuer, let's say, if, you're the, if you identify with the pursuing role, I hope you know that it will most likely be you that starts the conversation. Yeah, because you're the one who's going to think of doing so, right? So um, by starting it on the right foot, though, okay, in a healthier, softer, uh, more positive way, perhaps uh, approaching your partner, um, let's say with that work, work, work situation, uh, by stating something like, look, I know sometimes 
it can feel like I'm blaming you and I know that you work hard and really cared about care about us and our family but remember the but okay there's gonna be a but I really miss you I miss us I'm sure you've noticed this too and probably feel the same way at times we used to have so much fun we used to play a lot I so miss that I miss us I know I can get bogged down with life too. Believe me, I see it and I feel it at times. I even f stress about it, so I'm really sorry if my stressing has stressed you even more. I really apologize for that. But tell me, what do you think? What do you see? How do you feel about this? I value your opinion, you know. I promise not to criticize you. I love you. Now, is that more engaging or what? Is that less threatening or what? I'm telling you, when I have couples talk like this in session together, it's a whole different dynamic and it's a whole different conversation. Oh yeah, but what I always, uh, what I forgot to mention too is that um, always preface this conversation with it, um, something, you're the pursuer, right? Well, you're going to approach your partner and say something like, is now a good time to talk to you? If not, when would you have, let's say, 15 or 20 minutes or so? Um, because this will always be interpreted more favorably by your partner, who typically sees you as, as insisting, right, or forceful in wanting to talk, right? So you need to be able to convey the message that this is an invitation, that, you know, your partner's back isn't up against the wall. So I hope you see how this approach has a much stronger chance to evoke a more mindful reaction, uh, from your partner, like not shutting down or walking away, but hanging in there and remaining present in the relationship. You know, that that's really important to identify, you know. It's about finally taking steps, I think, against the usual and predictable pattern and replacing it with more loving and nurturing behavior. And And you know what? It's more mature. You're both behaving like adults. And it will also feel safer between you. And you'll both have faced the challenge to grow beyond your natural tendencies when you show up in such a new way. You're actually stretching out of your comfort zones and uh, accommodating one another. And most importantly, you're offering each other a blueprint or a reminder that you'll be able to get through it again next time. As yes, challenges are the nature of the human beast, but when we choose to embrace them, we stand on learning more about life and grow and evolve in love together. So it's a wise lesson learned. <laughs> Anyways, I hope this episode served you and I hope you gleaned a little bit more about your own relationship dynamic. Always remember to stop by and listen to these podcasts. They're free. Or you can always read an interesting blog or, my goodness, the copious amount of relationship articles I post on my Let's Talk About Love Facebook page. I know one thing for sure, people really appreciate it. Everything I do, always remember I do it for you. So until next time, I'm Lydia, your relationship host at Love on the Run. Take good care, everyone, and enjoy the rest of the winter. Bye for now.